hand. We are back. Summer vacation's over, Al. It's time to rock and roll. And even though you're not teaching anymore, we still call it summer vacation around here. So everybody has summer vacation. Yeah, well, somebody needs to tell my employer that I didn't get enough summer vacation this year. We took a little bit of a hiatus, but just in time for the best time of the year. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what? You know, sorry, we didn't really want to talk about cornhole or, you know, pick. I know, I know everybody's been hanging on their seats to get our pickleball takes, but I don't really have too many at this moment. But, you know, we are back. And tonight, it, it's college football. It's the best time of the year. And yes, I know weeks, a lot of people don't like week zero. You best believe I will be ready to rock Saturday morning. You know how good it's going to feel to wake up in the morning on Saturday and know that it's college football on TV? Oh, it's going to. It, it, <laughs> intoxicating. Intoxicating. Waking up knowing you're about to watch college football till about 11 o'clock. Do I care that it's New Mexico State, UTEP? No, Aggies all the way, baby. Let's go. But uh, first off, uh, miners, the miners might have a new. Did you see they, they're repping the old school uniforms this year? Well, they got to do something because they ain't been good in about about 25 years. So the mighty miners, maybe <laughs> they haven't been good since they were they were the mighty miners in like the 60s when they were still Texas Western. But. You know, to start off, Al, you and I talked about it a little bit right before we came on. Uh, obviously, the documentary that everybody – the two that everybody been talking about, obviously the Manziel documentary, and that's a that's a podcast like on its own for how oh, great that whole situation is. But uh, talking about Swamp Kings, the Florida documentary, the untold and, – and, yes, most of the stories were told. But kind of some of my takeaways were, uh, man – Urban Meyer's an intense, intense individual. Like, th listening to him and then watching some of the stuff they did, especially, in, you know, being around the guys that played for Dan Mullen, you know, I'd heard about these mat drills, but, I mean, you see them. I mean, they're talking about choking people out and, like, slapping people, bringing back to life. It looks like Marine training. That was wild to see. And uh, I had heard about the mid I knew about the midnight workouts. I'd heard about those, but uh, but they were just on a different that was just a different animal that they were having that that they were having to deal with when it comes to, you know, preparation before before games in the SEC, you know? And well, uh, and it's you know, it's a lot of people I've seen some people say, Oh, we went too far, we went too far. This is the SEC. Th this isn't I mean, if, if you want to take that take and go to the AAC or the Mountain West, and yeah, okay, maybe he was taking it too far. But, I mean, this is the best. Now it's the best conference of college football. And back then it was still a really good conference. Of course, now really you look at I, – and, and I, this is one of my biggest takeaways. The way Urban Meyer came in, took everything by storm, it forced everybody in the SEC to up their game. To, to right. start saying, hey, we've got to take this recruiting thing nationally. We've got to take it seriously, or Florida's going to win a national championship every year. Well, if you think about it, obviously, um, 
the second year, the second national championship. Um, that was kind of the rise of Nick Saban in Alabama. Even though they lost, even though Alabama lost in that championship game, that kind of got Alabama on the right track to have that whole year and that whole offseason to really prepare for kind of that payback game in two that was that 2009 before they when they when they won their first one against Texas. Yeah, and, and you know, I've seen it and you've seen it too everywhere. If talking about how Nick Saban has called, you know, all these people to up it, up it, up it. I think you really though can look back at Urban Meyer in Florida and say, you know, they caused Mike, they caused Bama to say, hey, they're they're laughing us. They're not doing this. And and you are right. I, that was the kind of that original payback game where Saban had 365 days to say to stew on the fact that Florida beat him and you know payback happened that day in Atlanta and and it was it really hasn't been the same since you know the the end of that Florida dynasty marked the beginning of this Bama juggernaut that is going on in Tuscaloosa yeah Will Muschamp took over and they just couldn't get it back to the prestige that urban meyer had it you know but uh it's interesting that just even this is obviously just talking about other teams in the sec but i think swamp kings watching that it kind of brought back those memories of just from top to bottom the sec at that time was no joke before i mean just say before a&m and missouri came in everybody had players and everybody could win really on any given day and uh just look at uh First year, Mullins' first year, they took Florida to the wire, you know, that undefeated season. Um, look at Ole Miss beat Florida the year they won the national championship. Look how good LSU was. I mean, you weren't beating LSU in Death Valley during those times, even under Miles. So, well, And people forget, I mean, this was Urban Meyer getting to Florida was kind of the same time that this rise at South Carolina happened with Steve Spurrier. People right. forget South Carolina was a doormat. And Lou Holtz brought him back to normalcy. I wouldn't say relevancy, but, I mean, Spurrier had them rolling. You think about how good the East was at that point. Tennessee's rolling. Florida's rolling. South Carolina's rolling. Georgia. Kentucky had, like, top ten teams at one point. Like, they were rolling. So, it's all these teams in this league were just absolutely loaded. And people forget Auburn beat Florida two years in a row. So I mean I'd forgotten that completely. I'd completely forgotten. Tommy Tuberville has a has a undefeated record, or a, oh, I think he's two and one against Urban Meyer. He just he knew how to get his team ready for those big games. But uh Swamp Kings was, you know, it was interesting just to watch and think about some of those players that Florida had. And just, I think it was a good take to just see the pressure of an SEC coach, and just what they go through on a on a day to day basis. You know, just just how tough it is to be a coach in the SEC. Yeah, and and you know, I think it just it it really went to show you, you know, the and obviously everybody wanted to talk about the off the field stuff with Eric Hernandez, with Percy Harvin punching out a coach, which was Billy Gonzalez, uh, you know, the people getting arrested and all that. And, 
And look, let's be honest, this thing was this thing was approved by Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow. They weren't getting one without the other. So we weren't going to get those stories, you know. But I still think it, it, one thing, it just shows you the insane amount of talent Florida had for a four-year stretch. I mean, there's people they didn't even mention. Jeffrey Dempse was one of the most electric running backs in the country. Right. Uh, you know, Lewis Murphy at wide receiver. Yeah. Riley yeah. Cooper wasn't even mentioned. He's one of the best players on the team. The pouncy, the pouncies were mentioned, but not not shown. You know, correct. I mean, they were low. And then you go over to the defense with Major Wright, and I'm so glad they showed that hit. Yeah. I, I, that's one of those hits I don't think you'll ever forget. But that you know, but I mean that defense, Brandon Spikes, Carlos uh, Dunlap. You know, Carl, Carlos Dunlap was a beast on those defense. I even forgot Joe Hayden was on those teams. Like I completely <laughs> forgot Joe Hayden was quarterback. Yeah, he it was unreal. Just the talent that was that was on those teams, and you know what? I really kind of respected though Urban talking about that story about the kid that, um, which I didn't. I don't remember that story about the kid he let go on the team and ended up dying from the overdose. And you know, I think coaches do. Coaches really do care about the kids, and they want what's best for them. And I think sometimes when they're letting kids back after getting in trouble, they get a bad rap, but they're just, they know that if that, they know that if they're not on that team and have something in their life that's positive, their things can go south for them real quick. So I think a lot of these coaches get a bad rap for allowing these kids to stick around. And, uh, you know, I just think a lot of us don't know the full situation. You know, they've done the same with Coach Saban. And Coach Saban's had oh. to address some, you know, intense type issues that he's had to deal with on his team. And uh, he kind of talks about a lot of these kids really do turn a corner and end up getting where where they want to go and have success and end up being, you know, positive, good people in society. Yeah, and, and I think Saban had the story. I think it was Mushin Muhammad, maybe. He yeah. kicked him off yeah. at Michigan State or didn't yeah. kick him off. They wanted him to kick him off. He keeps him on the team. A kid has like a 13-year NFL career, and now he's running a nonprofit. Like, and those are the types of stories that I think you just don't – you don't hear about a lot because, you know, a lot of these coaches don't give these kids second chances. I think it's more common now than it probably was 10, 12 years ago. Of course, now you're right. paying kids, but that's a different story for a different time. But uh, I thought – I thought, you know, I thought they did a good job just, you know, at least telling the story showing the ups and the downs of, you know, what it takes to be a successful program in college football. It's easy yeah. for us fans to show up and, uh, you know, take a car ride to the game and just watch and cheer. But, you know, it's it's different when you're going through it, you know, kind of on the field and having to do all the summer workouts. It's It's no joke. You know, I respect what they do. So I was trying to think about this as I was watching it. Were you were you in the swamp when y'all beat them? I couldn't I, remember. I wasn't. I was there in 03. Okay. We beat them in 03. And that was actually Chris Leak's freshman year, which is crazy because he had to play because of they they were injured. That was Ron Zook. That was Ron Ooh. Zook. The, the old, I that was that was when you got zooked if you got beat by Florida right there at the end. You got zooked. Zooked. Yep. And uh he had some success, obviously, with Rex Grossman, and then Leak took over. Um, and then Urban was the coach after uh, Ron Zook. Yeah, because it went it went Spurrier to Zeke to Urban to Muschamp 
to McIlwain to Mullen. Yeah, and yep, that's right. But and now Ben Napier. It's definitely a very interesting doc. I, I would highly recommend you go watch it. Just just if you if, even if you don't, you know, like Florida. But it was honestly it was, it was a good trip down memory lane to just remember that time in the SEC and how you know that really started the dominance. I mean, Urban won that national championship, and I think the SEC rolled off eight straight after that. I mean, it was that's right, yeah. You know, and so you know, it, it was fun to to see that kind of all starting right there. But you know, we'll move on now. Um, and talking a little bit now, we're getting to college football. We're getting the meat of things. Uh, made the Power Five predictions for the year. Um, we'll start in the ACC, Al. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts about the ACC? You, you hear all these stories. You know, Clemson obviously has been now the top dog for the past, you know, what decade. And yeah. so, you know, is this finally Mike Norvell's year? Can he get them to that point? What can Cristobal do at Miami? Kind of what are your thoughts there? I think um, obviously they're in that same division. Um is that the which which division is that again? Is that coastal or Atlantic? I think it's the coastal, but don't. Yeah, I think coastal too because Miami's in there, right? Yeah, I think because my they're all in that same one. I think that is coastal. But uh, if we're picking, if we're picking kind of the two teams that I think that really have you know the, the legitimate chance to win the conference, I would say it's definitely going to be between Clemson and Florida State. I think they both easily have the most talent in the ACC at this moment. And then can North Carolina, you know, with Drake May at quarterback, can they sneak up on some players uh, or on some teams? It'll be interesting to see. I think they have the quarterback play to do it, but do they have the defense to really compete against a Clemson with uh, Cade uh, Klubinick really, you know, stepping up? Will he be a, considered a freshman still, Rob Klubinick? I think he'll still be a freshman because I don't think he played in over four games last year. So I think he's so still, scary. He still kept his I red shirt. I think he's going to be a difference maker for that. I think, I think Clemson, their offensive game is going to be back to, you know, what we saw before DJ and uh, Florida state. The only thing that worries me about Florida state, I still don't know if they have the depth that Clemson has. So Florida, Florida state's an injury or two away from going, you know, eight and four, nine and three, eight and four type season. Um, but if I'm going to pick a team to win the ACC, Rob, I'm going to have to go with Clemson again. That's I just agree. I, I that's think you can, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can – you just can't say – you can't say somebody else till you've seen Clemson. I mean, we act like they were bad last year. They won the ACC. I mean, last year's their worst year in forever, and they win the ACC. Um. You know, I, I probably go the same way. I, I just right now, I don't think Florida State has the horses this year to beat Clemson. Now, right. I'll say this. Florida State's going to tell me a lot about Florida State week one. If oh, they yeah. can hang in there with LSU, because I, I think LSU's a better team. I think LSU could be a sleeper playoff team. You and I talked about this way on back in May. But if Florida State can can hang in that game and even maybe even fully upset, um, I, you know, maybe, maybe my opinion changes right now, though. I say it's Clemson. Um, is Florida State favored in the LSU game? 
because I it's in it like, I think it was like a five point favorite. Okay. I don't. I hadn't seen a line in a long time. I think it was. I think. I think Jalen Daniels. He's just gonna. I think he's gonna have a. You know, he's gonna be a tough person to deal with. You know, yeah. week in and week out. Who's I'm maybe gonna, sleeper team in the ACC? So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna zag a little bit here. Duke. I okay. think Duke and Mike Elko are gonna make some noise. Okay. I really do. You know, they had a good year or a good year for Duke last year with Elko. You know, he obviously, I, I didn't have a lot of expectations for him, to be honest. But, you know, the way that that offense is running with Kevin Johns, I, I and, you know, Elko's going, he's going to control that defense. And his defenses were good at AM and they've been good at Duke in his first year, obviously. But, you know, I think they can sneak up on some people and they play in the not, they play in the lesser division, I guess. So, you know, they don't have to – they don't have Clemson and Florida State in their division. So, I think that – if I had to pick a team, I think it's them. Yeah, Kevin Johns, you know, he used to be uh, – was he at Notre Dame before um, – was he at Notre Dame before uh, Duke? Because he used to be at uh, Memphis. He was uh, – Yeah, I knew he was at Memphis with – he was with Fuente, wasn't he? And I definitely, I think, Norvell for – or, for, um, yeah, Norvell for a little bit. Okay, now he was just with Norvell. My bad. So no, he was he was at Texas Tech, and then he was at Memphis, then he was at Duke. Okay, so he, okay, so yeah, so Texas Tech to Memphis to Duke. I'm gonna have to go, which I don't know if um I don't know where they're projected at the moment. I haven't really been looking at a lot of ACC, you know, preseason um, rankings, but I think year in year out, one of the toughest outs that you know you're gonna get a ball game is Syracuse. I think you know. Dino Babers does have a wonderful job getting his team ready to go, you know, year in and year out. And think about the one team that's given Clemson headaches over the past five or six years. It's definitely the Syracuse Orange. Yeah, and, you know, led by former Mississippi State quarterback Garrett Schrader entering his senior year there. You that's, know, I was just looking at that. I was wondering who they had starting this year. Um, yeah, so I think they'll go back to Garrett again. Um, you know yeah. – that's they're an interesting team. You know, last year they come into the year, everybody kind of was thinking, well, Babers is going to be fired, and then they start seven and zero and get to like eleven in the country. Uh, bad finish, but you know they'll be a team. Clemson came back to win against them that game, right? Yeah, you know, and that's that's a tough. It's a freaky stadium to play in. It's half of it's cut off. It's it's up in Syracuse, New York. Like it, it's. I think that's just – that's the all-time trap game in the conference, and it seems like a lot of teams they get trapped every year in that game. But I think that's a good pick. Uh, who's your most – who do you think is, is in for a letdown this year? I'm going to have to go Florida State. Only because – only because they're getting hyped so much, I think that's the only team that's getting the hype that they're getting that could have kind of that letdown season if, if they go 9-3. and three. You know, losing three games is going to be a huge letdown for them. Losing two games is going to be a huge letdown for them. So I think the only reason I say Florida State is because the hype is just so, so major right now, you know? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, people are talking about them as a playoff team. I mean, they're they're saying Florida State gets by week one, they're going to be in the playoff. Um, I, I'll go NC State here. You know, NC State loses their quarterback, Derek, Devin Leary. I don't really know what they're bringing in to replace there, but – I don't believe they're going to be as good. Now, look, they're still going to be – that's one of those teams that's just tough to play. Um, right. 
and and look, they'll win six, seven games, but they would kind of be my team that I would think is probably going to be a little bit of a disappointment this year, have have a bit of a down year from what they're typically used to. Yeah, they're well coached. They really are. Um, I was going to look up the AC ACC standing predictions. Um, according to according to Athlon Sports, they're actually they're projecting Florida State to win this year. So Miami, Miami's up there. Um, obviously, we have a. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh, that's a team that always kind of sneaks up on some people, you know? Yeah, I, I just, you know, the thing with Florida State having to play, I mean, they've got to go to Clemson. That's the problem. I think if this game's at Florida State, i probably say Florida State can win this game. But having to go to Clemson, I, I don't I'm, – I'm not high on them at that point. Right. Who would be an um, ACC or conference champ this year? I, again, I've, I've said it. I think it's Clemson. I, I agree. Until, That's somebody, until somebody beats them, I'm going to keep saying Clemson because I'm probably going to be right. And the bet, the toughest team on their schedule, they're playing them at home. And I just think Clemson's just – that's a tough out at home to really go into uh, Death Valley and get that win, you know? Yeah. So, now we'll move on to Big 12. Obviously, the last year in the Big 12 for Texas and Oklahoma. Um you know, the Big 12 right now kind of is getting some new teams, getting Houston, get I think Houston, BYU, Cincinnati. And UCL. They're going to struggle. Cincinnati's going to struggle big time. I think so too. Um, losing Luke Fickle was just – that was a killer for them. But, you know, we'll see. Um, my surprise team here is actually going to be the new – one of the new teams. Look. Gus Malzahn is back in a major conference again. He knows he can one-off people to death. Right. And so, you know, and everybody's sitting there saying, well, he's got Plumley, like Plumley can't throw it. Well, he did almost win a national championship with Nick Marshall, who who I promised he's most his best throw against Mississippi State the year they beat us, he threw it to himself and ran for 75 yards down the sideline. But so Again, you give them and that fan base, and, you know, I think right now they're doing NIL about as well as anyone in the country for their, you know, size. Um, That'd be my surprise team. I'm interested to see what Gus Malzahn can do there. My surprise team, which I don't think they're really going to – they're not really a surprise anymore. I'm going to go with Kansas. Um, I think – With Leopold. Yeah, Jalen Daniels at quarterback. I'm trying to think. Uh, they have a really good wide receiver. Um, I'm going blank on his name at the moment. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. What's his name, Rob? I know you're talking about. I'm going to Google it though. Is it they uh, have Luke Graham? Luke Graham. Um, uh, Quentin Skinner. I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Skinner, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was watching. Yeah, it's Skinner. Because I was watching them in the Liberty Bowl, um, and I was like, "Who is this kid that Jalen Daniels keeps throwing it to?" And it was it was this Skinner kid, um, six five kid, good height. You know, they're going to be. T- I think they're going to be. That's kind of. I know. 
they snuck up snuck up on some people last year. Um, I think Jalen Daniels got hurt late in the season, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, he was hurt in the mid part of the season, and I think it kind of lingered to the end of the season. Um, and they saw Devin Neal. I remember he was a real tough running back. So that's going to be kind of maybe a team that people respect, but maybe are still not really picking to, you know, win eight, nine, ten games. Yeah. I, you know, Kansas is just, you know, the job Lance Leopold did last year, you know, it got a little bit, I think they're right at the end, you know, it kind of got where a lot of people saying, well, that was a nice story. You know, now it's over. They'll go back to sucking again because they're Kansas and, you know, I, I really think they're going to be a team that it's like you said. I think he's kind of getting them back to relevancy. It's going to take a minute, but you know, I think he's getting them back there. So, um, my most disappointing team or most overrated, however you want to look at it, I, I've got like three of them. But I think the easiest answer here is it's going to be TCU. I mean, TCU goes to the national championship, and of course, they got their teeth kicked in when they were there. But, I mean, they're replacing a ton on both sides of the ball. They're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. Um, and, again, disappointment, I don't know. I think they can still win seven, maybe eight games. But, again, you go from the national championship and 14-1 and one to eight and four, seven and five. And yeah, that's a disappointment. I think another – my runner-up, if I could give you two, is going to be Oklahoma. I, I, that's what I, I do not be. believe – I don't believe Brett Venables is in this thing for the long haul. I, I think they have their sights. You and I actually talked about this the other night. I think they have their sights set on Josh Heifel to make the splash to come to the SEC. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, if, you, if I want to go 1A and 1B, Oklahoma would be my other pick. That's my that's my most disappointing team this year is uh, um, Oklahoma. And they have a pretty tough – they have a pretty tough uh, schedule this year. You have um, two kind of trap games. You have SMU at home, but you have at Tulsa. Tulsa kind of gives you some trouble sometimes, you know, a first half at least. Um, well, and you're having to play yeah, then, you're having to play the biggest game probably in that stadium's history. And so, you know, that's, that's always going to be a tough one. Right. And then they have at Kansas, at Oklahoma State – they have a tough stretch to end. Uh, West Virginia at home, but at BYU and then TCU at home. To be honest, I think they lose to Kansas. I think they lose to Oklahoma State. I think they lose to TCU. Just, just right there. There's four. There's three losses right there. Yeah, I, you know, I'm just, I'm not real, real high on Oklahoma, and I don't think a lot of people are. But, you know, so who would, who would you say right now? Who's going to be your in your championship? game it's tough i'm gonna have to go texas i think I, I texas think i think texas returns enough to you know if if quinn ewers doesn't get hurt last year i think they're in the championship maybe with um obviously there's no divisions last year but i think um well, and there's no divisions this year but are there no divisions this year either yeah no there's not yeah, I was just wondering with the 14 teams, but I think that Texas gets it done. And the only reason I'm saying that is really the good thing about Texas and their schedule in the past, um, in the past, their toughest game was always at least a neutral site. 
But look at their schedule this year. Obviously, they got Alabama at home, but that will not affect. They got Alabama at Bama. Yeah, at Bama. But the toughest game they have away this year. Yeah, the toughest game they have away this year is at TCU. Um, So they got a pretty favorable home schedule. Kansas at BYU. They got K-State at home this year. So, but K K State's up there. I think rivaling for the championship again. I, I kind of agree too. My two teams that I would look for this year to kind of be there at the end to maybe because I, I agree. I think Texas is going to be in the Big Twelve championship. The two teams I would say that probably will, could be there or the, as the other team would be Kansas State and Texas Tech. I, I think Texas Tech returns a bunch. They got a favorable schedule outside of that trip to Oregon week two, which I'm telling you, that's going to be week two. And we'll get to that when week two happens. Dude, week two is going to be a good week of college football. We have Alabama, Texas. We have Notre Dame, Ohio State. And then the trap game of all trap games, Ole Miss goes to Tulane to play at Golden Stadium. And I've seen all these people like, Oh, Ole Miss has got this. Ole Miss has got this. Ole Miss. I'm like, y'all, watch out. That's gonna be that's gonna be a heck of a game. But if I had to call it right now, I still say it's Kansas State. I, I'm the job Chris Kleiman has done there has been absolutely incredible. I mean, he is he's taken what he did at North Dakota State, and he's literally just brought it to Kansas State. And, you're, and I think everybody was like, oh, it won't work. Oh, it won't work. Okay, well, it did. So, you know, I think he's going to be a name this coaching cycle that's going to get a lot of looks. Most definitely. If I was Missouri, that might be who I hire. If he wants to. Because I don't think the I don't think the tax accountant's going to keep his job. Just just guessing. <laughs> but well, the SEC is just on a different level right now. It we'll is. get to that, obviously. But uh, so, moving on to the Big Ten. Um, the last year for the Big Ten that has 12 teams. Um, they'll be the Big Ten with 16 teams next year. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I, uh, I the Big Ten is just and, – and I think this will actually be good for them when they get um, – when they get, like, uh, 16 teams because they probably can do away with these divisions that are – absolutely the worst divisions like known to man i mean you've got yeah you've it's got so, michigan it's so state ohio state penn state all in one division and then the other one is nebraska iowa minnesota northwestern purdue wisconsin illinois like i'm sitting there thinking can luke fickle get to the championship game and like you're one it's funny because basketball, basketball, I know we're not talking about basketball, but you know, I had to bring up basketball. But if you're on the other side in basketball, that's pretty tough conference or pretty tough oh, division. Oh, yeah. And then you look at, well, and then you look at the Big Ten East in basketball, you're like, well, there's Michigan State. Okay. So who's playing for second? Let's go. But football, man, that one side is just a, that's a true gauntlet. Well, so, <laughs> I mean, so please tell me you saw Jim Harbaugh today releases his updated coaching tr- coaches for since he's going to be out the first three games. Their first game, they if I can find this, this is just I saw somebody said where the Colts going to have more quarterbacks 
or the were the Colts going to have more wins than Harbaugh had coaches filling in for him this year? Um, his fir- the first week they're having, let's see, this is, oh come on, Jim, you hadn't tweeted since twenty twenty. What are we doing here? What did he do again to? I get don't even know. Penalty? So, anyways, the first week one of real tough game. East East Carolina, Jesse Minner is going to be the head coach. Week two, innovation, folks. Jay Harbaugh is coaching the first half. Mike Hart is going to coach the second half. You think that might mess them up? You, that might be a two. That's that might. I don't know how I feel about this strategy. And then week three, Sharon Moore is going to coach. But Jack Harbaugh, who has I literally thought he died like six years ago. Jack Harbaugh is um, going to be the a assistant head coach for Michigan during these three weeks. Really, I was shocked Jack Harbaugh is still alive. I thought he died like six years ago. Well, I thought that – I just think that might be too many moving parts. Don't well, you? It, would, it would be if you weren't playing UNLV. I mean, I, I'm not trying to doubt the running rebels here, but, they, you know, I, I, I don't think uh, – I don't think they're going to give – Michigan too much of a battle in the big house. Well, uh, quick flashback game, Rob. 2001, Ole Miss was playing UNLV for uh, um, homecoming. And uh, we won 42 to 41 because they scored in overtime and went for two to win the game. Oh, hey, look, all these go for the win, Ole man. Miss pulled it off. So, needless to say, Ole Miss has not put UNLV back on the schedule. Y'all also hadn't put Jacksonville State back on the schedule. Just like we we haven't put we didn't put the main Black Bears back on the schedule either. Shockingly enough, I We're really want to shock them. But um, not about the main Black Bears. I'll never forget. One of my brothers said they were sitting in the stands and said one of his friends said they sat there for like forty five minutes. Like Maine, Maine. You guys know we just lost to Maine. We so stay away from South Alabama and Maine, and Ole Miss needs to stay away from UNLV, Wyoming, and Jacksonville State. <laughs> I'll never forget. I think it was like 2011, the first game of the season for Ole Miss. Y'all played like BYU or something, and had to start stay back. away from them too. Oh, I, Mississippi State knows all too well. Stay away from BYU. Uh, yeah, y'all had like Zach Stout starting at quarterback. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And y'all played him on a Monday. You played him on Labor Day. Labor Day, I remember. Yep, that was weird. And we were up 13-0 in the fourth quarter and lost. <laughs> yeah, kids. their quarterback. Folks, if, you, if this podcast is sponsored by Ibuprofen, because if your head doesn't hurt cheering for your team, you're just not doing it right. A leave and a Benadryl to get sleep, get get to sleep at night. Yeah, well, in the <laughs> SEC, I don't think a lot of people are using Benadryl to get to sleep at night. Let's all be honest. <laughs> we know the raging Cajuns aren't for sure. Yeah, they spell Benadryl B O U R B O N. Oh, this is great. Back to the big team. Back to back to what we were supposed to be talking about. <laughs> uh, so I would say my most surprising team out of the Big Ten. Pro- I'll go Maryland here. I think Mike Loxley 
started building something there. You've got a returning quarterback in Talia Tagovailoa, who is in his third year in the system. So, you know, the, the problem for them is they play in the worst division. If they played in the other one, I'd probably pick them to be in the championship, to be honest. I think they're, I think they're good enough to beat that division. Um, I'd also say Nebraska. I think Matt Rule is going to turn things around there. He did it at Temple. He did it at Baylor. So, you know, I, I think he can probably – right the ship and, and you know, that could be a team that you see in year one get to the championship because the Big Ten West is absolutely terrible. That's who I was gonna that's who my surprise team was going to be Rob was going to be the big red of Nebraska, the Cornhuskers. But this quarterback um play is going to be interesting. Do you think Sims gets to start there? I, is is Chubba Purdy that's Brock Bur- Purdy's brother, right? Oh uh, I didn't think it was. I thought it Brock. Was? I think they are. I think they are brothers. Oh, you're right. They are. Oh, I so, was thinking. I was thinking of uh, Chuba Hubbard, who used to play at uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, yeah, oh, like, yeah. His like sibling. Him. Yeah, Brock Purdy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'll be I mean, honest. I don't know much about their QB race, but I just think like what you said with Matt Rule and the success he's been able to turn around these teams in the past. Put Temple, man, they were tough out in the American Conference. Had Baylor rolling before he took he that. Had, he had Baylor like on the steps of a playoff a couple yeah. times. So um, I think I think he'll I think he'll be able to be able to get kids from you know the West Coast from the Midwest. I think he'll be able to kind of maybe make Nebraska a national brand again. I agree. Um, now. We got to ask the age-old question if we're talking about the Big Ten. Can Iowa score? Can Iowa average 14 points this year? I go no. Because what is it? They got to average like 21 for their offensive coordinator to keep his job. Really? I didn't hear about that. I think yeah, they're going to average – I'm going to go for this year. They're going to average 15.8. That would – well, shoot, they almost won the Big Ten West averaging 12 last year, 15.8. They might be in the playoff. <laughs> and their defense allows like an eight a ball game. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it is about Iowa offense, but it's just non-existent. Well, the, the, I don't know what it is about it. They don't have any. I mean, that's I mean, if Iowa had an offense, they probably would have won a national championship. Yeah, because oh, here we go. He's got to reach. He's, they Iowa just has to score 25 points a game. Doesn't matter how it happens. Special teams, defense, offense. They have to score 25 points a game. For him to keep his job? Basically, yes. What if they go undefeated and they average like 18 or 17 points a game? Is he still getting fired? I mean, <laughs> well, number one, they're not going to go undefeated if they average 17 points a game. But, um, by the way, the 25-point-per-game mark would have ranked 85th nationally last year. They also It also would have literally made them like 11-1. and one. Who had the number one offense last year? Um, I would assume. Was it, was it Kansas, maybe? I would assume it would be maybe like TCU. Possibly. TCU had a good offense. Yeah. Of course, Georgia's stats got inflated because of the championship because, you know, yeah. they scored 65. Um, let's see, NCAA. Or USC. USC was definitely. Oh, you're right. I bet it was USC. Man, we'll get to them in a minute. That's going to be, uh, 
I don't think anybody's beaten them, Rob, in the Pac-12 this year. Oh, it was Tennessee. Really? Tennessee had the best offense. Like, statistically had the best offense from – I think it was yards per game. So, I don't know who, who led in, like, scoring efficiency or anything. Um, but total offense was Tennessee. Who's maybe your most disappointing team in the Big Ten this year? You know, I say disappointing. It's probably not the right word, but I think it's going to be Ohio State. I still don't think they're going to be Michigan. I, and and they measure their success off one game. Yeah. Fair or not, the success of Ryan Day is measured off one game. And if he loses for a third straight year to Michigan, that seat's going to get real hot in Columbus. Yep. Do you think I, – I think we already picked the game in the in the summer where we were breaking down the top 25 teams. We both agree that Michigan is going to get that win this year in the big house. Yeah, I, I just don't see a way Ohio expect Now, if Ohio State somehow had C.J. Stroud coming back, it's a different story, but they don't. Yeah. Michigan returns their quarterback, returns their two best running backs, returns a stable receiver. Yeah. And I, I don't see – I don't see a way unless unless Travion Henderson at running back, right? Who returns unless he just unless he just goes to another level and wins a Heisman Trophy. Yeah, I don't see Ohio State being able to beat Michigan. And can you win with one stud wideout? You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. Can you win with that? Well, now, now they almost proved that to be correct. Yeah, in in the uh, in the playoff final. Yeah, he gets knocked out. Because um, Georgia didn't have anybody covering. Yeah. Now the problem for Ohio State is they got to find somebody and get him the ball. Is it fair for me to go with Wisconsin this year? I mean, I just feel like I don't know what their height is right now, but I just don't know. I don't know if Luke. I don't know. I just don't think they're going to be you know like an eight and four, nine and three type team that Luke Fickle and a lot of people kind of think that they're going to have that easy just rise to the top again and be competitive in that division. I tend to agree there. I, you know, I have to see what he's going to do offensively. Yeah. To really decide, um, you know, I, it, it's one of those things where I, I just, I don't know. Cause you know, you watch the bowl game and they're completely different, but that, you know, that's a one-off game. Nobody has any film on them. And so it's a little bit different of situation. Um, yeah. But no, I, I think it's warranted to say that Wisconsin's going to take a step back. You know, we're used to Wisconsin being that eight, nine win team. Can they be that this year? I don't know. Uh, you know, I hadn't, I honestly, I hadn't looked at their schedule, so I don't know what it looks. Let's see. Um, they got Buffalo at home, then they go to Washington State, then they play Georgia Southern at home, at Purdue, then they got a bunch of Patsy games. They're only – I mean, they get Ohio State at home. They don't yeah. really go anywhere all that tough. I mean, if you want to say – Purdue's a tough place to play. I, I'll give them that. But, I mean, Wisconsin's they're on the other side of their – of the, of the uh, divisions. Yes, I mean you look at you look at their crossover opponents are Indiana at Indiana and Ohio State at home. It's like, and and they get Rutgers at home. Like manageable yeah. schedule, honestly. Yeah, I was um, thinking. I was thinking when it comes to disappointing seasons, them because I feel like they were kind of getting that added on hype because of Fickle coming in and the success he just had at Cincinnati over the past yeah. couple of years. 
but I was also thinking maybe Penn State. I feel like Penn State still gets that hype, but yet they still can't beat Ohio State and they still can't beat Michigan. Yeah, you know, you know and again, I don't – Penn State's a tough one because, I mean, I they're just in a bad division. I mean, you know, they're just in a bad division. There's no other way to say it. You know, this year they get – you know, you look, you get Michigan at home, but you got to go to Ohio State. It's like, I don't know which one I'd rather have. I don't think any, either of them, but you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that uh, turns out. Um, who's your champion in the big 10? I guess I'm gonna go Michigan. I just I'd think I'm going Michigan. I, I don't, I don't think anybody can go with. I don't know how you pick against them this year, Rob. I agree hundred percent. So we move on now to, the Pac-12, last year, the Pac-12, um, as we won't probably be shame. A you think? conference next year. But, you know, you look, at later, this, but... you look at this, and, and a lot of people want to say, well, it's the it's going to be USC versus everybody else. And the extent that's correct. Um, you know, USC is obviously going to be in the conference championship unless something just terrible happens to Caleb Williams. Um, they're far and away the best team. But, you know, I'll give you a few teams, and these are not my surprise teams, but just teams I think could make a little bit of noise. You know, Washington returns Michael Penix. Yep. People forget, Washington went 10-2 last year, 9-3. Yep. Like, Washington was a good team. Yep. Took USC to the wire, I think. They took a and, lot of teams to the wire. You know, really close to getting in the Pac-12 championship. Um, Utah's, I mean, they're just – they're always going to be good. They're always going to be anywhere between nine and 11 wins. And if USC has to play them in, in the championship, then USC is probably going to lose. Cause I mean, they will just bully USC to death. Um, you know, Oregon state, Oregon state returns a lot. They do. They're a good team, but Oregon state completely depends on what DJ Uyunglele you get. Do you get the one that you saw at Notre Dame three years ago? Or do you get the one we've seen the last two years at Clemson? You know, I don't know. That would be a question there. And then, obviously, you have Oregon. With Bo Nix, who has been in college like 82 years at this point, um, I literally – I think he spent four years at Auburn. I think he's fully planning on spending four at Oregon. So, um, you know, those, those are teams that I think could knock off USC in a one-off game. Um, kind of what are your thoughts? On uh, just kind of who the you know the cream who's what the cream to the top who's going to be yeah, kind of those kind of, who do you think it, it, are those teams that you I know mean, I think could pull it think off when you return a Heisman Trophy winner I think they're definitely the favorite USC um you know it's going to be interesting I really do like Washington you know I know you mentioned them I really like Washington only because. I'm just going with quarterbacks that have experience. Um, and uh, who does UCLA have starting this year at quarterback? I don't even know. You know, DTR left. Um, he left. I don't know. Oh, it's going to be the Barbers. It's going to be – it's either going to be Chase – Chase Garbers. Gonna, yeah, Chase Garbers or Chase Griffin. Um, yeah, and they have Dante Moore. He was that stud freshman that came in, right? I think if you want to know a dark horse to start, I think it's him. Yeah. I remember he was having maybe some NIL-type troubles, but 
Well, he was committed to Oregon forever, and then yeah, I think changed. So I would I think, look. Maybe, I think maybe Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly, you can't you know bet against him just in that conference. No, um, and I agree one hundred percent. I think um, I think he could be a team that I think they could be a team that you know if they figure the quarterback situation out, you know, could they be a team? I, you know, I don't yeah. know. Get the quarterback figured but, out. Uh, my uh, surprise team is going to be Arizona State. Okay, okay. My surprise team, just because I like that uh, the OC did the OC that came from Oregon. Um, he's now their head coach. Um, uh, Kenny, Kenny Dillingham. Kenny Dillingham, and I would think that Rashada, Jaden Rashada, will be their starter. I think it's already been announced that he is their starter. Yeah. So is he a true freshman? Right. True freshman. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so he's kind of you know they're kind of trying to build with that young quarterback and let him just roll with it. Um, so I think I just think offensively, I think Dillingham will be able to at least they'll be an exciting team. You know, correct. Um, to so, be honest, Arizona State. I know we're going to move on, but Arizona State they were in some trouble there for a little bit. They're kind of on the verge of really. You know, just you know, having you know some bad, bad seasons with where they were headed with um, the recruiting troubles they had and the the things they did to kind of put the program in a bad, you know, a bad, bad light. Yeah. So my surprise team is going to actually be a team you mentioned was UCLA. Um, yeah. You know, I I think Dante Moore is going to end up being the starter. It may not be week one, but I think he's going to end up being the starter. That kid's good. I mean, that yeah, kid's what's good. Their, and what's their, yeah, what's their non-conference look like this year, UCLA? Manageable. I mean, they, they start the season with Coastal Carolina at home. Then they that's go, gonna be an interesting game. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting game. Grayson McCall enters his 13th year of college. Um, you know, so then you then they go to San Diego State, then they play NC Central. Then they get into conference play, so uh, be an interesting, be an interesting schedule there. Um, but very favorable because, um, really, the USC game should—it's not really a home game or away game for either team. I feel like, no. hey, you know, they got a tough schedule. I mean, they got to go to Utah, to Oregon State. Yeah. Um, but you know, those will be your two toughest games outside of USC. So. Can you go nine and three? Can you can you sneak one on the road and go ten and two? I don't know. We'll see. Um, my most disappointing team. I I'm gonna say it's gonna be Oregon State. I I, I don't agree with DJ Galele at quarterback. I don't think he's good. I I just don't. I, if you're trying to throw the ball, I don't think he's good, and he can't take a snap under center. So I think you're extremely limiting yourself for what you can do. Um. I, I I don't see it. I, I think they're getting a lot of hype right now, um, just because of how last season ended. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, their schedule's not exactly daunting, but I mean, I just I don't see him being able to compete even in this league. Yeah, man, this is tough. I'm kind of going back and forth on a couple teams, Rob. Um. I'm kind of going back and forth between Oregon and Colorado. I can't say Colorado's doing be a disappointment unless they don't win a game. I yeah. mean, I haven't won it's three. Yeah, I'm just worried that uh, – I don't know. I'm thinking 
I don't really know what Oregon has around Bo Nix, but, you know, I'm looking at their schedule at Utah, at Washington, at Stanford. I think there's going to be a couple losses there for Oregon this year. I love Oregon and I love watching them play, but I think Oregon, I don't know, they're going to be the 11 and 1, 12 and 0 type team. I think they're going to be maybe the 8 and 4, 9 and 3 type team this year. Um, so that's that's t- the Pac-12 is just so I just don't know I never know who to pick in the Pac-12. Yeah, like, it, it's always it's, the mystery. It's USC, conference, you know? it's USC and nobody else knows. Like it's just USC and throw throw a throw something at a dartboard. That it's gonna be. I other don't want to. I don't want to say Utah's disappointing because every year we all oh they're not gonna be any good and they end up winning the Pac-12. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So if I had to pick right now, if I had to say who's going to be, I'm picking USC. I go, I go USC Oregon for the championship okay. game. Okay, I'm going to go because they don't have divisions either, do they? In the Pac-12, no. right? I'm going to go Washington. I'm going to go Washington okay. USC. I, are you still saying USC is going to win it though? I'm still saying USC wins it. Okay. Um, and now I'm looking at real quick. I know I'm looking at Washington's schedule. I think it's pretty manageable. I think it is manageable. Well, they have to go at USC at Oregon State. Um, yeah, I think that I think it's going to be their tough games. So, really, even if you if you beat Oregon at home and lose to USC and you run the table, the good thing about the Pac 12 is you can afford that one loss, you know. Correct, because you know everybody's going to lose to USC. So, and your contenders all have to play USC. Your Washington, your Oregon's, your I don't know. Does Oregon play USC? Um. Oh yeah, they do in Eugene. That's going to be a zoo that night. That's going to be that is wild. So yeah, I'm going Washington USC in the championship. Okay, and you're going USC to win it. Let's see it to win. And now the main event. SEC. <laughs> um, I mean, Kirby's now owned the conference for I say own the conference. He didn't win the conference championship two years ago. He lost to Bama. He still hadn't beaten them in Atlanta yet. He's 0-4 against them in, in the state of in the state of Georgia. He's 0-4. He's 1-0 <laughs> everywhere else. He's Owen, or my bad, he's one and one because he lost to him in, in Tuscaloosa. But he's Owen, I guess he's either Owen three or Owen four in the state of Georgia. But well, no, they beat him in Georgia or they beat no. him in Louisiana. No, they beat him in Indianapolis. Was oh, that was in Lucas Oil, wasn't it? Yeah, that national championship was in Lucas Oil. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. But you know, I I don't know. What's going to happen? I think the West is as wide open as it's been in a very, very long time. The East is not wide open. Georgia would have to screw up or have an awful quarterback to even lose two games. Um, yeah. I think Georgia's making it in the East. I just don't. I, I, just, I, don't, I mean, the one game, the one game you look at is is the Tennessee game. I mean, can yeah. Tennessee get up for that game? Man? I don't – but the thing is, Tennessee's got to run the table the rest of the way. They can't yeah. afford another loss. And look at what Georgia did. To, like, I look, 
I kind of am rooting for South Carolina. I really do root for them. I just I like um I like their coach a lot. But uh look at what Georgia did to South Carolina last year on the road. I mean, oh, it was I mean, it was of what? Fifth was that like a 48-3 game or something crazy last year? It was 30 something to nothing at the half. Just and Brock Bowers was just going off. He had like three or four touchdowns, I remember. Yeah, but folks, Brock Bowers comes back, by the way. Yeah, I just I don't back. see Georgia. I don't see Georgia really. I don't think it's going to be that that hard for them this year. I really don't. I don't either. I, don't either. I, I mean, I it's, they kind of coast be... their way into the SEC, which is crazy to think in the toughest conference, they're going to coast their way into another SEC championship game. Well, and then, you know, you move to, to the West, and it's the exact opposite. It is war. I, I don't know who – I mean – you know, a lot of LSU's been the sneaky pick. I've seen, you know, Bama's been still been the pick. Um, I've seen some idiots for a nice term picking AM. Um, good luck with that. How you keep your job after that one, I don't know. But um, I think it's a two two team race, don't you think, Rob? Just being honest, like with LSU and Alabama. Could a team sneak up? Yeah. I think the team that sneaks up is Auburn. Don't you think? That, I mean, took, took the words out of my mouth. I mean, how many times have people sat there and doubted Hugh Freeze, doubted Hugh Freeze, doubted Hugh Freeze? And what's he? He wins eight games, wins nine games. Um, and that and Auburn's a tough place to play. Yeah, uh, he's I mean, starting with a team that already has that. I mean, they they won a national championship. You know, they went to another one in 2014. Like he's going to a team. That has already been there, done that over the well, past. I mean, he's couple. going to a team that was the number two team in the, going into the SEC championship in twenty eighteen. They were number two team in the country. I mean, they had they win and they're in. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not. I'm I'm not there that I'm going to say Auburn's my surprise team, but I kind of am. They probably will be that pick. Who was Auburn's quarterback that year? That was Stedham. That would have been that's right. That's right. That's right. Because then, because Bo Nix was the that's right. Because Bo Nix was the freshman the next year. Um. Yeah, I'll probably say Auburn's my surprise team. Um. I don't. I don't really know of another team that I'm sitting there saying is going to sneak up. I mean. I'm not going to sit here and say Vanderbilt's my surprise. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Kentucky. That's going to be my surprise just because they're in the East. And I know they got to play Alabama this year, but you have Florida at home. You have Tennessee at home. You have Missouri at home. Like those are, I think those are games that who knows, you know, they could win those games at home, you know? Yeah. And that's a tough place to play. That's that's an awful place to play. Um, The tough ones they have at Georgia, at South Carolina, um, and they got to play at State. If you look at the so, South Carolina game, that's a swing game for them. In their division, that's yeah. a swing And that, to be honest, that South Carolina win over Kentucky turned their season around, if you think about oh, last yeah, absolutely. year. Absolutely. But I just um, think – I really like um, um, Leary, their quarterback. Devin I respect Leary, his yeah. talents, Devin Leary. So – and I think Stoops has done an unbelievable job at Kentucky. So that would be my surprise team. I've said that for years. I, I mean, we we see all these coaches getting eight nine million dollars. 
Why are you not giving it to Mark Stoops? Right. Look at what he's done at Kentucky. Kentucky. They don't – half their fan base doesn't know where the football stadium is. They just found out like two years ago. Like, he's Even doing him, Coach Cal has some beef because of it. Do you remember? Yeah. Coach I mean, Cal you know, saying this will never be a football school. If, if, the football team made John Calipari mad. Like, that's an accomplishment. He should have gotten a raise just because of that. Um, he's threatened. My most disappointing team – the easy answer there, – there's about three easy answers. Who's going to be the disappointing team? Texas A&M would be one, Tennessee would be two, and South Carolina would be three. I'm not going for any of those teams. Arkansas, I do not – I don't think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be last in the West. I mean, K.J. Jefferson – K.J. Jefferson is K.J. Jefferson that – K.J. Jefferson is not that great. Like, your offense is very, very one-dimensional with him if Traylon Burke's sitting out on the outside. Like, he's not that – he's not a very accurate passer if he doesn't have a 6'5 NFL receiver out there. Like – They have I, a gauntlet of a schedule, too, just away. They have at LSU, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, all in a stretch. And then, you, like, listen to this stretch. At LSU, A&M at home, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, remember, State at, home, at Florida, Auburn at home. Remember that AM game's not at home. Oh, it's that's in Jerry Dallas. Yeah. Um I, that's my most disappointing team. I think it's gonna be Arkansas. This is tough for me, Rob. Most disappointing team. I'm gonna go Tennessee. Yeah. I, go that, Tennessee. I mean, I that's an easy pick because I mean Tennessee friends are gonna get mad at me, but can Joe Milton be the guy? I mean, I don't know. I mean I've just watched him not be the guy at two schools, so I don't know how one of the schools that he wasn't the guy at is now going to say, oh, Joe Milton, guys, he's back. Like, we got where him. Was he, where was he after Michigan or before Michigan? No, he was Michigan, then Tennessee. That's right, yeah, yeah. He got benched at Tennessee. He was the starter for week one and one quarter against, for Tennessee, and then he got replaced by Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Was that Heupel's first year? Yeah, that was Heupel's first year where they lost to Pitt at home. Yeah, that's right. And he was that quarterback that started, yeah. wasn't he? And Hooker came in and almost saved the day and won it. But, yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee. So, now because, I ask the question. Because they got to play at Alabama. They yeah. have to play – they play Georgia at home, right? Yeah, Georgia at home. And then they have to play at Kentucky. That's going to be a tough game. Um, I'm trying to think who else they have. They at least got South Carolina at home. So, but um, who knows? I think I think that's the team that has the most room to fall down just because of the height that they're getting still, you know? Yeah. The, the disappointing team, you have to really think about the height they're getting before the season, you know? Well, and that's why I mentioned South Carolina because I think a lot of people's like their sexy pick is South Carolina, and I, I don't see that. And I might even say, you know, I know I'm, I grew up loving them, but I might have to say Ole Miss only because they're an injury away from being, an in, you know, in a hole too. Well, I know Ole Miss is, they have to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. I mean, yeah. is it going to be That's dark? what worries me. I think there's just so much, so many moving parts there that I don't know their their team identity worries me and just their schedule is a gauntlet. You have to play at Alabama, at Tulane, at Georgia, 
at Mississippi State. Like, it's a gauntlet. Well, and, you know, I mean, Judkins is now going to be the workhorse. Yeah, that's what worries me, him getting too many carries and maybe, unfortunately, I hate to say it, just the SEC is such a – just Think about getting 35 carries a game in the SEC. Like, that is – it's not good for you, and that worries me. That worries me because, you know, I think that Ole Miss is going to have to be a running team to be successful. Yeah, I, that's I, why I, I think Saunders might be your guy because he can run the ball, you know. Well, and Jack, and, and, Jackson Dart can too, but I just don't see Ole Miss being that down down the field threat this year, you know. I don't either because I don't see the receivers there for Ole Miss. I, you know, they don't have a Malik Keith. They don't have a. They don't have Elijah Moore. They don't have a whoever it may be. And. And oh yeah, they'll play at Auburn. That's gonna be. I think about that game. I mean, that's gonna be. That's war. gonna be war. They got a gauntlet. They got. That a will be that game. Will be a more electric atmosphere than the Iron Bowl. Mark it down right now. That game that night in Jordan Hare will be more electric than the Iron Bowl. So I'm just saying, I, I see four losses on the schedule. Like just looking at it automatically. I heard an Ole Miss guy yesterday, and I mean, he's an Ole Miss homer. He said, I can see anywhere between five and seven or nine and three. Yeah. And I think that's true. I, I yeah. think you're marking down three losses for sure. You know you're going to lose at Bama. You know you're going to lose at, at, Georgia. at Georgia. And either between at Auburn, at Mississippi State, at Tulane, you're going to lose one of those. Yeah. But, and you got to play LSU at home. <laughs> I'm going to play LSU, who a lot of people are picking. Um, so that brings us to the picks. Who is your who's your uh who who's in your championship and who's your champion? Am I gonna be that guy? Am I, I'm gonna be that guy. Alabama, Georgia. Georgia wins it all. Man, if I'm picking Alabama, Georgia, I, I may have to go Bama. But I don't know what Bama's doing at quarterback. I have no I clue. Jared, I'm gonna tell you right now, Rob, Milrose is gonna be the starter. I'm telling you right now. And I, I'm this is this is what I'm going. I'm getting excited about this because I was been thinking about it all day before the podcast. Milro will be the starting quarterback, and they will begin to run the ball like old times. That scares me. That if Alabama starts running it like they used to run it, that terrifies me. I think that's their identity this year, Rob. Mark my words. I agree. ESPN game day. That's that's what we're. That's I'm telling you right now. I tend to agree. I think it's Alabama, Georgia, but I think Bama wins. I think Saban gets him. Um, I think Saban has something up his sleeve this year. He just is waiting to unveil. Well, I that, I do. I mean, Bama's got revenge games, and they got them at home. Yeah, like they get Tennessee at home, they get LSU at home. Yeah. They had a down year and went eleven and two. They had a down year and they win the Cotton Bowl, like or the Sugar. They win the Sugar Bowl. I was like, wow. And make, Kansas State, make Kansas State look like they're nothing. Yeah, Kansas State. All they did was beat TCU, which okay, that didn't look as great in two weeks. But um, you know, still, like they made the Big Twelve champion look awful. Um. So now we move on to playoffs. Who is your player? Who are, who are your teams? 
and I got mine. All right, Rob. I'm going to go Michigan. Okay. We're, we're equal there. I'm going to go Michigan. I'm going to go Georgia. Two for two. I'm going to go Alabama. Three for three. See if we go I'm, four for four. It's going to be tough. So who do we say? I'm Michigan. Go USC. Yeah, I, I, I'm waffling a bit on that fourth spot, but I agree. I think it's USC. I'm going to go USC. I mean, I know I feel like I'm picking the four best teams in the country, but that's who I'm going to go with. Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, USC. I agree. I think this year you can overthink it, but I think this year it's pretty clear cut who the best four teams are. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, that, that's my four. So I think the only question – try to, I mean, I feel like we could try to get cute about it. You know how team yeah. – you know how people try to get cute and say – I think one year, who was it that picked BYU in the – that was, I think, last year, wasn't it? Well, wasn't it who last was year Desmond Howard picked Texas A&M to make the playoff at five and seven? I'm just saying, we could all sit here and try to be, you know, the cool commentator that picks the – the the. Oh, yeah, you know. if I wanted to get – if I wanted to get frisky with this, I'd say, oh, well, let's see, uh, we got – Let's see, uh, Oklahoma State, they're, they're sleeper this year. We're going we're gonna to go Oklahoma State, Oregon – Tennessee and uh, Clemson. We're we're really just going to go off the rails here. Um, who would be your team this year if you had to say this is this year's TCU? Who do you think that team will be? If 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 that team even exists, I don't think it does. But for the I saw sake this on the rundown. I saw this on the rundown yesterday. Um, the big team that I'm thinking about this year. Has got to be. I'm. Can I pick two? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, this is tough. I'm gonna have to say North Carolina. Okay. Only because the conference is favorable for them. Virginia okay. Tech is down. Virginia's down. Wake Forest lost their quarterback. NC State lost their quarterback. Can Miami be any good this year? Like, I think. Do they play Clemson this year? Miami? No, um, North Carolina. North okay, Carolina. they play Clemson at North Carolina. Sorry, North Carolina plays at Clemson. Okay. So that's going to be a tough, tough game. But I think just based off having a solid quarterback that can make plays, I know they lost that run, that um, wide receiver, but I think North Carolina is a sleeper. And um, – could I say? Could I say a Washington? Yeah, absolutely. Mine. I know they're. I know they're hyped to be up there, but I'm just going off two quarterbacks that I think, you know, can make plays. I'm gonna go May yeah. and Penix. So, I, I'm gonna go Kansas State. I liked I, them too. I was thinking about Kansas, Rob. I, you look at this Kansas State team. They do lose Deuce Ball. No doubt, big loss. But but Kleiman has just so many times, so many times, so he just replaces. Just it's just remove and replace. Um, and they don't play in the you know they don't play in the toughest conference in America. You know if they can get by Texas, if they can get by Oklahoma, and they get by you know Oklahoma State or whoever may be good, Texas Tech, like they can get there. Um. And I'll be honest, I, I'll tell you a game early in the year that I think is going to be a huge game for both teams. 
speaking of Kansas State, it's Kansas State, Missouri in Columbia. I think that is going to be a huge game for both teams. You know, Missouri, if they win that game, they could win eight games. But I yeah. think if Kansas State wins that game, I think they could win 10 or 11. I, I think that game's such a big game for Kansas State to say, okay, well, now we've beat – kind of put that SEC feather in your cap. Yeah. Um, and I was going to even say, which obviously it's easy to pick them, but Notre Dame. Can Notre Dame kind of have a little bit of a resurgence? I'm not, high. I'm not high on them. I'm not. not high on them? Yeah. No. I, uh, I, I'm not. Um, my other team is – it's Oregon. I, I think Bonex, that offense – Cristobal built a pretty good defense there. They're going to play enough ranked games to get to a point of that thing, but they're not going to play the the hardest teams in the world. So I think Oregon's yeah. probably another team that I could say. Dan Lanning's the head coach, right? Oh yeah, Dan Lanning. It's not Cristobal. My bad. It's Dan Lanning. Um, but Dan Lanning came from Georgia, right? The coordinator Georgia. at Georgia. Yeah, coordinator at Georgia. Oh, so. coordinator. No, yeah. you're right. He was defensive. My bad. He was defensive. Yeah. Because um, uh, because of what's his name was uh their their OC Todd Monken Todd Monken yeah who's now in the NFL again yeah with Baltimore that's right um but those are my two teams I, again we're kind I, of both similar in a way because you went with um who'd you go with first again uh, Kansas State Kansas State yeah so. We're kind of. I feel like I was going with that. You kind of went with a team that has kind of those two tough teams to battle, and in uh, TCU and Texas when it comes to Kansas State, and then I was kind of thinking, which you know, with North Carolina, you have Clemson, Florida State. You have at least teams. Who knows what could happen in those? I just think North Carolina can score points. Correct. So, yeah. Um, and Mac Brown, you know, I was trying to think of a coach that's been there. At least he's been to two national titles, you know, and won one. So, yeah, I agree. And so, then we yeah. both with the Pac-12 team. I think the Pac-12 might have a team sneak up in there. Who knows, you know? And, and that's, you know, again, it's like I said. I think with Oregon, you know, they they're going to play enough ranked teams that you know we you can get there. You know, but they're not playing tough teams. Like, I mean, I don't think you and I could have sat here and picked an SEC team. I, I just don't think that would have even been possible. Yeah. I think the SEC is pretty much set. I mean, I just – I know it's such a gauntlet of a conference. That's kind of my fun word today, Rob, gauntlet. Well, but is it. I just think the SEC, there's still just that, that, that gap in talent. I mean, yeah. between, you know, I just – there's a drop off between from Georgia, LSU, and uh, Alabama. There's a drop off in talent. I agree. I agree, and that's why I don't think any team can sneak up in this conference and win it. Yeah, I like our picks. I like your two a lot. I, um, I like the Kansas State and I like Oregon. So Oregon nine and three, but I think yeah. they can go undefeated. You know. I don't know undefeated, but I think they can. I think they could. They could do enough to get to the playoff. I'll say that. Yeah, exactly. So now, Al, the moment we've been waiting for—the week zero picks. It's time. Ooh. 
And I know everybody's waiting to hear our Jacksonville State UTEP pick. By the way, it's not UTEP, New Mexico State. New Mexico State plays the Minutemen of UMass. Really step up in competition there. But so first you, game, real quick, real quick. Sorry. Did you know that this is just, this is just totally random, Rob? But I'm just now seeing it. And I just thought this would at least cause a quick 30-second conversation. Florida and Utah is the Thursday night game. Oh, wow. I can't, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I did not know they were the Thursday night special. Oh, yeah. In Utah. Oh, yeah. That's, Billy, that's Billy Napier's entire Florida tenure could literally come down before week one actually starts. You remember, I will say, you remember Ole Miss Vandy on that Thursday night? That was kind of crazy. You That's remember? still one of the craziest football games I've ever seen. The Vanderbilt guy catches the ball over the middle of like fourth and 13, gets up, gets killed by Tony Connor, gets up, pukes through his helmet, then catches the ball down the sideline and scores. Because Vandy was up in that game, the whole yeah, game. It was up like 45 seconds to go, and Jeff Scott takes like a tall sweep around the edge and Vanderbilt just, like, doesn't tackle him. That was a wild – that was a wild one. But I just saw that, Rob. I was just – I did not know that that was a Thursday night game. Oh, that's a Thursday special. But uh, are we going week, week zero picks? Is that where we're headed Oh, yeah, right week now? zero picks. We're All at right. Notre Dame Navy first. I, I, I think I both – I think I know where we're both going on this one. <laughs> I think we're going with Fighting Irish. I think I'm going to have to pick Navy, too. <laughs> I think you meant Notre I'm sorry, Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> sorry, I meant Notre Dame. It's a, it's eleven o'clock, folks. We're sorry, a little bit delirious <laughs> right now. Um, hey, I will say if our listeners list this long, they'll have a good a good chuckle there. Uh, so the next game at five thirty, we got UTEP at Jacksonville State. Hey, those Gamecocks we just talked about from Jacksonville State. Nobody wants to play them, and I don't think UTEP does in week zero. I got the Gamecocks. We did clarify that I was picking Notre Dame the last Yes, we clarified. You did pick Notre Dame. We got Notre Dame down. We got (laughs) Notre Dame down. This game is being played in Jacksonville, Alabama. I'm going with the Gamecocks, too. Round for uh, starting off 1-0, baby. (laughs) The metropolis that is Jacksonville State in Jacksonville, Alabama. I think so, UTEP know what's about to hit them. I don't think they do either. Walking into the jungle out there, probably like an 8,000-seat stadium. <laughs> so now we got U- the, the ESPN primetime game, UMass, New Mexico State. Got to go New Mexico State, don't you? I, I mean, they're, gotta go they're, they're playing at home. I, just, I think the home teams are going to win this week. I agree 100%. Um, then we got Ohio at San Diego State. Um, be honest, I know absolutely nothing about either of these teams. But having Ohio travel across the country to play at San Diego State, I, I'm I'm taking the Aztecs. I'm taking the Aztecs too. I think Brian Dutcher is going to have a huge impact on football this year. Don't you think, Rob? I do. I think they're they're gonna get out there. They're gonna be like, hey, look, we can't be we can't be second fiddle on this campus. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a good motivating factor to know your basketball team went to the final four. You can't be you, you can't, can't be four and eight. <laughs> so now we got oh, 
the game of the week, in my opinion. The Rainbow Warriors coming from the islands to Nashville in a stadium that may not even be ready on time, by the way. There's what a game. They play at a high school. <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, what's what a game? game. Vanderbilt, Hawaii. Whoever the AD, the AD, these are ADs of the year, I think, at Vanderbilt and Hawaii to have this game on the schedule. Is, is Mike Wright starting for them? Mike Wright's at Mississippi State now. He's our backup. Mike Wright transferred from Vanderbilt to Mississippi State. Oh, yes. So who's the quarterback this year? Is that is it AJ? Is that his name? AJ. It's the uh I can't remember the kid's name. Um Oh, AJ Swan. AJ Swan. I knew I could. Yeah, he's going to be their starter, right? Correct. Yeah. So I really want to know: Is Vanderbilt Stadium ready? Like two weeks ago, there was dirt everywhere. I've been seeing posts about it all. Um, so as of now, um, they still say they're playing at Vanderbilt Stadium. Yeah, um, I think. Um, I think uh, it's going to hold twenty five thousand this year, Rob. Oh, oh gosh, we're acting like Vanderbilt really sells. Like twenty five thousand may make that stadium look more full. The the only time that's going to affect anybody is the visiting team. But I'm going to pick um the Fighting Commodores. Anchor down. I, I got them too. After last year, you know they they go out to the islands last year at a game that started at eleven p.m. Central Time. You just knew it was going to be weird. And Vanderbilt winning sixty three to ten was the definition of weird. So yeah. I'm picking the Commodores. Vandy beat Florida last year. Vandy beat <laughs> Kentucky last year. I'm just saying, like, we, we kind of always are messing with Vandy, and they they won five games last year, didn't they? I think they did. Yeah, they won five because they beat UMass. I think they played UMass and beat them. Yeah. They lost to Wake Forest, which was a tough one they had, and then they won three SEC games. Is that right? Or two? Won two SEC games in yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, so maybe they won four. They won four, four and eight last year. Let's see. Hold on, because I cannot remember what they won last year. I I remember. I want to say they went five and seven though. Let me see. Hold on. Last year, um, they won three. Did they, they? Tell you, you can never find these scores anymore. Um. Here we go. Okay. So Vanderbilt started. Dang it. I'm not a fan of the new logo. Yeah, no, like that, that didn't look very good. But I like the old logo. Yeah, it's Vanderbilt. I mean, what are we really going to expect here? Come on now. They're playing in a stadium that has dirt in the end zone. I like the old logo, Vanderbilt. If you're hearing me, Vanderbilt, whoever is in charge, they, yeah, they went five and seven, Rob. Here we go. Elon, they Elon and Northern Illinois in their non-conference. Okay. Along with yeah, they lost to Bama 55-3. to That's a tough one. They had Missouri beat, I remember. That would have been for bowl eligibility. That's right. I also remember right. people were picking Tennessee to get beat by Vanderbilt, but Tennessee beat them 56 to nothing. Um, <laughs> not go well for those people. Uh, so we're moving on to San Jose State at USC. We've I, all picked the same team so far, right, Rob? Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're going to be changing either, unless yeah, you're going to clarify that I did not pick Navy. <laughs> so 
Uh, San Jose State at USC, uh, this is going to be bad. Just just really – Caleb Williams is going to throw for 300. He may throw for 300 and run for 300 this night. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be bad. Fresno State game, Rob, that Reggie Bush had. You remember that? Oh, the one where he put it behind his back. That's going to be – that's going to be like a that's, – that, that's, I'm just saying, the that game when they – when he ran for like 300 against Fresno – Fresno almost beat them that night. Who? Fresno almost beat them that night. It was like a really? USC was 50 to 42. Really? Like USC was down at half. And then Reggie Bush went off in the second half, right? Yeah, Reggie Bush had 294 yards uh, rushing on 23 carries. I Nelson forgot Davis about the behind the back. I forgot about the Pete Maravich behind the back with the football. Full <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> touchdown. Reggie Bush in college. That's that's we need to have a whole podcast on that. But I guess we're about to talk about it, aren't we? Oh yeah. So uh yeah, I'm picking game, USC. I'm yeah, picking last USC. game of the evening, FIU at Louisiana Tech. We got an eight PM. I love it. I'm gonna go Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I, I would love to pick FIU, but I have PTSD from starting a season at Louisiana Tech. Sylvester Croom didn't want to get on the plane to go to the game. We didn't even get there to like two hours before kickoff. Because Kroon was sitting at Old Waverly eating a sandwich, and they told him he had to leave because the team was going to be late to the game. So, well, I guess we better go. And we proceeded to stink the joint up. But, yeah, I'm going to Oh, yeah, we lost. Oh, yeah, definitely lost. (laughs) Wesley Carroll played for one possession, and then we brought in Tyson Lee because we thought that was going to be a good idea. Tyson Lee, I I still remember that late head ball. Tyson Lewis got his head taken off like four times. We should have a whole podcast just talking about Ole Miss and State. Like oh, you, no. you go for ten minutes talking about uh, State. I'll go for ten minutes talking about Ole Miss. I think that I would never, be. I will never forget. I will never forget that 08 Egg Bowl. It gave the greatest Jack Crystal call of all time. The receiver and the quarterback weren't on the same page there, but hey, it's only week eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or um, – there, there were about three that game. Uh, let's see. And a touchdown by number 85 for Ole Miss. We don't have him on the roster, but he just scored. <laughs> and then Chris Ralph can throw it long. He cannot throw it accurately, but he can throw it long. <laughs> he was a legend, man. He really was. So, that uh, ends our – My dad used to love listening to uh, some Jack Crystal. Oh, God. That was – that was good. Uh, so now we'll end it on the night since we got off topic about eight times uh, with our top ten list of the night presented by this monster that I just drank or Advil because you're going to need a lot of it. It's college football. Can I tell you real quick, another fun fact before we pick this game. Louisiana Tech has seven quarterbacks on their roster. Let's go. I need five wide receivers with the running back and the quarterback. They're all quarterbacks. Let's get weird. The game doesn't start till nine o'clock. Let's get weird. Louisiana Tech has seven quarterbacks on their roster. You gotta make sure. Hey, look, they're just trying to save everybody's red shirt. And five of them are from Texas. <laughs> they're definitely gonna be wide receivers by week three. So are, are you going Louisiana Tech here? 
I'm yeah. I'm sorry. I need to pick a team, Rob. Right. I'm gonna yeah. go Louisiana Tech. The game is in Ruston. I'm going Louisiana Tech. Same, same. So now I really that- can't wait for this. I cannot wait oh. for some Saturday football. You have oh, no I idea. Wait. I cannot. I absolutely can't wait. You know what's crazy? We're less than forty-eight hours away, aren't we? I know, and if we keep talking and get off topic, we'll still be talking at one thirty on Saturday when Notre Dame and Navy kick off. <laughs> but we would have to set a record at that point. Longest podcast ever. Oh, I'm sure there's some no lifes who've went for like four days before. I feel like we could pull that off though, Rob. Knowing us, I feel like we could easily pull that off. We yeah, have we something to talk about. We could just talk about Mississippi State and Ole Miss and our trials and tribulations following the two most frustrating fan franchises in the SEC. But since unfortunately I do have to go to work tomorrow. We do have uh our top ten list of the night. It's college football themed. The top ten Heisman Trophy winners of the last 30 years. So starting off at number 10, Devonta Smith, who may have put on the greatest receiver season ever, and he did in 12 games. Uh wow. I mean, you look at his stats, they were borderline unfairly ridiculous. And in that Ole Miss game, he did have almost 300 yards uh, receiving. Yeah, Alabama. I, I love I, I love that game. Everybody points to that game as like, oh, Kiffin could have beat Bama that night. Like, Bama could score 100 if they wanted to. Like, now the granted, they were going to give up 80, but they were going to win. But, yeah, that game was just kind of stupid on a lot of – uh, different levels. What was the final, like 72-63 or something? Well, no, that was the first game. That was the 2020 game. It was uh, 60 – no, it was 50 – no, it was 63-42. That's it, 63-42. Okay. That was, that that was Kiffin's first year. That was yeah. Kiffin's first year. But this, remember the next year, the 2021 season. Oh, was that get your popcorn ready? Yeah, that was get your popcorn ready. We we got it ready. Devonta had a day. Um, so number nine on the list, Derrick Henry, for obvious reasons, because I'm fairly certain to this day I watched him play for three years at Alabama and I saw four people tackle him. He either scored or ran out of bounds. Never saw ne- – almost never saw him get tackled. You remember in that uh, 2014 – was that 20 – yeah, 2014 uh... – was that in the Sugar Bowl? Yeah, the playoff semifinal. Yeah, when they played Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State. And he had, like, a, four, he had like four rushes, three touchdowns. A freshman wearing number 27 by the name of Derrick Henry almost single-handedly brought them back that game. I'm pretty I literally think he had like four or five touches and like three touchdowns. Like Was they started not taking down. What'd you say? Jalen Hurts starting for them? Yeah, that that, no, no, that would have been Blake oh, Sims. That was Sims, yeah. Because yeah, I was going back to the stats. Yeah, Derrick Henry, at my bad, he had 13 carries and he only had one score. I thought he had like three. I think his one score was like a 50-yarder, wasn't it? Yeah, he. I know he scored a – or yeah it, was, yeah, it was like 40, I think, but – Zeke um, Elliott had like 200 yards rushing too, didn't he? Yeah, Zeke had 230. Good gosh. But I remember that was my first introduction to Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's been a decent pro too as well. Just, just you know, okay. 
Um, number eight on the list, RG3. He won at Baylor. Baylor. He got Baylor back on track, too. Yeah, people was that Art Bryles? Was Art Bryles his coach? Yeah, that would have been Art. I remember, I remember RG3's freshman year, like, watching them play, like, this kid's going to be good. Like, this kid's going to be a problem. Let me look up the game real quick. They were playing – I remember TCU, Rob. TCU Baylor. Was that 2010? Is that his freshman year or the year he won the Heisman? Sorry, it's going to be 2011. Yeah, he won the Heisman in 11. Yeah, it was 11. So, 50 to 48, Rob. 50 to 48. And um, I remember watching these highlights. But, yeah, this was Blake – This not Blake Griffin. This would have been um, Robert Griffin, RG3. He had in this game, Rob – let me look up his um, – Box score. Robert Griffin had five touchdowns for 359 yards. But he, he threw for 359 and he only ran for 38. That's actually shocking. And TC almost came back to win. Um, Baylor was killing them and ended up being 50 to 48. Baylor scored 25 in the fourth. Yeah, but I remember. I just remember watching that game. I remember um, he threw Kendall Wright. I remember Kendall Wright going off on that he, game. That's just that was his wide out. But I mean that that was just RG three was just ridiculous when he was there. I mean he, he single handedly literally brought them back. Yeah, I remember his that year were just ridiculous. So number seven, the coolest customer in the room. Matt Liner, I, I mean, just give him the ball. I mean, you, you put the ball in his hands with a minute to go in South Bend. Bush, he push. Didn't the, he didn't even win the Heisman that year. Bush won it. But, yeah. you know, I mean, he, Liner, what did he – he lost, what, one game as a starter in his career? Is that Texas? Yeah, I think he lost the one game was the Texas game. Well, did they lose to did they lose to Oregon State one year on the road? Yeah, they had a weird Oregon State loss. That may have been that year. Um I remember that very well. It was like it was that game where it was real foggy. I just yeah. remember it being extremely foggy and like Bush had almost like pulled it out, but they ended up losing. I can't remember what. Liner, did Liner win three titles or two? Two. Well, technically, he won one national, quote unquote, national championship. But he won the AP the year that um, he won. They won the AP national championship the year that LSU won the coaches' trophy, and then they yeah. won the Orange Bowl the next year. They crushed Oklahoma. Oklahoma. That's right. And then the next year they lost to Texas. Right. Yeah. So he lost two games as a starter. He lost at California to Aaron Rodgers and then to Texas. Texas. Because I forgot that Oklahoma played LSU. That was 2000. Was that 2003? 2004 season, so 05 national championship. Okay. But, yeah. Was that the uh, – was that LSU, Oklahoma that year? Yeah, that was LSU, Oklahoma, the year that USC beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. 
because remember the 04 season, 05 national championship, it should have been Auburn, USC, and Oklahoma got in and got crushed by USC. Yeah. Um, number six, 04 season, but 05 championship. Correct. Yeah. So number six on the list. And LSU won the 04 championship from the 03 season, right? Yeah, because the coaches fall. They won the coaches with split national championship. Yeah. And that was the one with, with USC, right? Who Correct. Have, they split it with USC. Split it. Yeah, that's right. I was just trying to get my dates correct. Yeah. Who are the oh, real quick, who are the 03 champs from the 2002 season? Okay, so hold on. Let me see. Let me run it back in my head. Uh, Florida State won 01. 02. Oklahoma, Oklahoma was 2000. Florida State was 01. Who was 02? It wasn't an SEC team. Ohio State. Ohio yeah. State beat Miami in the national championship. Dang, was that? Season, 01 season, 02 national championship was, was that one. Or no, that- my bad. My bad. 02 national championship was Miami because that was the 01 season. 03 national championship was Ohio State because that was the 02 season. Yeah. What year did Maurice Claret play for uh, Ohio State? 02, 03. So that was that season. Yeah. Dang. For some reason, I thought that was like 2001 or two. I couldn't remember. 2001, 02 was Miami national champions. Okay. Because they played Florida State one year, didn't they? I think 2001, right? Yeah, they played Nebraska. And that's like Eric Crouch. Yeah, Eric Crouch won the Heisman. He somehow didn't make this list. I know you're blown away. And then 2000, 2000, um, who'd they play again? 2000, 2001 National Championship was Miami versus Nebraska. 99-2000 was um, uh, Virginia Tech, Florida State. That's right. That's right. And Florida State won. Yeah. The Florida State lost to Tennessee and then won it the next year. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now we're talking. All right. I got yeah. them now. All right. <laughs> It always is confusing because it's like the 2002 season, yeah. but then the 2003 national champ because they play it in the new year, you know? Correct. So, what are we at? Six now on the list? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's that's pretty self-explanatory. Go watch the Florida State game. That's actually all I have to say. Just go watch the Florida State game. He literally beat them by himself. And then he played so good against Clemson on the road. You remember? Yeah, they, they were up big, down big, up big, and then lost. Yeah. I think someone dropped a pass or something. Or, no, he could, could have ran the ball or something. You're right. He could have ran the ball and didn't and tried to throw it. And the guy ended up – the receiver ended up being short. Yeah. Man, that was a heck of a season. I remember that. That was crazy. So, what are we I remember on? he didn't play in that game against LSU. He was hurt, wasn't he? Jackson? I think yeah, they sat, I think he sat out. Yeah, he sat out to go pro because LSU beat him in the um in the in the Cheese It Bowl. Cheese It Bowl, yeah. I think it's the old Citrus Bowl. Yeah, because we beat them the next year in the Gator Bowl because Lamar threw four picks. 
Really? That's right. I remember now. So what are we at now? Five? Tebow. Yeah. Speaking Tebow. of Tebow. Uh, yeah. Go again, go watch like any game from the oh actually no, just go watch one. Go watch the South Carolina game. There's like six hundred yards of total offense. Literally yeah. beat South Carolina by total touchdowns on the road. That was his Heisman year. Playing with a broken wrist. Yeah, and then his Heisman moment was the Florida State game where it was raining and the paint came off the field and made him look like he was bleeding all over the place. And everybody's like, he's bleeding. I'm like, no, it's paint. Settle down. Man, he's incredible. He was an incredible quarterback in college, man. He just had that will. Yeah. Well, and Urban Meyer created, tailored that offense specifically to his strengths. And then he did the jump pass. Man, I remember I remember watching that LSU game in 2007. So I remember watching the Tennessee game. I remember oh, sorry, that was 2006. That was yeah, 2006. I remember watching that 2006 Tennessee game when he comes in on fourth and two and runs it up oh, the middle. Middle, yeah, I remember. I remember exactly where I was. I was at my grandmother's house in Starkville because we had just played. We probably lost since it was 06 because we lost a lot of games that year. But I think for some reason I want to say we'd won and we played like UAB or something. I don't know. But I remember Tebow. I remember it being fourth and two and him going up the middle. Yeah. So now we are on number four. Um, yeah, it's it's Reggie Bush, who I, I tell folks this all the time. Go watch Reggie Bush USC highlights. It was borderline unfair having him on your team. He was he was the best player on every field he stepped on, including that field in the national championship with Vince Young and Liner and White and Dwayne Jarrett. Like, he was the best player on the field. Yeah. I remember – what was that game against Arkansas he went off to? Auburn, I think you're thinking of. Well, at home. Didn't they play you uh, – Oh, they yeah, they did. They beat them like 70 to 16 or something. Just killed them. Bush had just some crazy stats, I remember, in that game, like a punt return or something. Yeah, Bush had – yeah, let's see. Here was USC 70 to 17. Yeah. Um, Bush was – oh, no, he only had eight for 125 yards. <laughs> so, wow, an off night for Reggie Bush. Because Leinart threw for 381. <laughs> Well, it was that for Fresno State because he was the that was the first time he put his uh area code. Yeah, on the his six one nine, six one nine. He and then that became like the theme. You put your area code on your eye black. Well, and you know that's what started Tebow doing the Bible verse. Yeah. Do you remember when Taz Zettergren used to put six six two on his eye black? Oh yeah, <laughs> shout out Taz Zettergren, <laughs> Mister Football. <laughs> I still, was remember, boss, man. I still remember he had lightning bolt eye black and he put 662. Didn't Taz hurdle someone in that one game, I think against Washington? I'll never forget. He returned a kick his 10th grade year and did the tomahawk chop. And Russ Whiteside grabbed him by his face mask and like jerked it. Taz was the beast, man. I used to love watching him play football. I used to love watching Taz play sports. He got a tag eight seconds into a game at Washington one time. I still remember that. Shout out to you if you're listening. Gosh. <laughs> so, number three on the list. Um, yeah. 
Menzel. Whew. This kid, yeah, he was uh he was he was pretty good. It it it, it pains me now to know that um before he played Mississippi State, where he literally went off and like the only person who tackled him was Cameron Lawrence. And Cameron just tripped so bad he got juked that he that Manziel tripped over him. Um Manziel was coked out and drunk and hung over and did what he did to us, which is illegal in 46 states. Um he I watched I watched the uh the comeback in the fourth quarter of that year in October. It was uh it was the first Johnny Manziel Johnny football moment. Ole Miss was up two touchdowns and Johnny Manziel ran down the sideline. They thought he was out of bounds and he scored. And then he threw the corner of the end zone to a guy named Ryan Swope. Ryan Swope. So and he they and, then, and then the next week he went and beat Alabama. Well, so y'all had to play them two times in oh, no. back-to-back years. They play Alabama the week before. They played Alabama two. They played. They played uh, y'all right before they played us, and then they played Bama after us. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he was pretty good. Was he, he was I, I was. You know, I had the luxury to watch him twice in college. Um, I was going to say because they played in Oxford two years in a row. Yep, almost had him beat both times, and he made plays to to win the game. Because that was the game they thought he tore his ACL that second year. I remember that. I remember that now. He was good. Um, number two, the money sign to yeah. the student section. <laughs> number two, this is kind of where I got to split in hairs. I could have gone either one of these guys, one and two, but I think we have it right. I think you have it right. I only go Burrow two. Because Burrow had more weapons than number yeah. one. I think Newton won only because it was just that one season he had. Well, Burrow all. was – well, no, you're right. Burrow was two seasons. So, Burrow Burrow had two seasons at LSU. Yeah, Newton was literally one season, takes a team that won seven games and won a national championship. That's what I'm saying. Like a team that had no business winning and just – No, because they went right back to being terrible the next year. Yeah. And he had the two crazy games where they came back against LSU or three back against Clemson, came back against LSU. I think they came back against Auburn or against uh, Arkansas that year. They had five. I remember they had five comebacks. If you remember, first, first, first home game, that was the closest game they had all season was y'all. Well, so that was on the road. They played us at in Starkville. That's what I'm saying. 17-14. Um, y'all, y'all played them closer than anybody. Yep. Can't. Yep. Corey Broomfield dropped a pick. He could have run to West Point before being touched. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not, mad. I'm not mad about the fact that he could have run to another county before he was touched. I'm not mad. Not mad. Not mad that Leon Berry dropped a wide open touchdown. Not, not mad. Not mad. Well, I got to watch him set an SEC record. He had a catching touchdown, a throwing touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Y'all were his worried. Catch, his catch was not like a wide-open catch. No, he no, it was contested over a quarterback. <laughs> Wasn't Jumped that the up. game y'all broke out the, uh, the gray jerseys for? Yeah. Not a good night in Oxford. He scored on like the first two plays of the game. 
Yeah. Jeff, um, Jeff, Jeff Scott. Jeff Scott. Yeah. Great Scott. He was fast, man. Who was y'all's quarterback that year? Ten. Oh, was that Masoli? But, you know, I think really more than anything, I think you just look at the season Newton had. I think just that – it's like you said, that one season that, you know, he, he really just dominated. I mean, he he was the best player in college football. Obviously, has the cam back. Obviously, beats LSU, as you said. Obviously, you know, goes – gets the win against South Carolina, gets the win against LSU, and then – just destroy South Carolina the SEC championship. And then, of course, the national championship, they end up beating Oregon. But, Al, we've had a great night. That is all. It is very late. So, everybody, have a great night. Have a great weekend. It's week zero. That means one thing. Week one's only like five days away after some after Saturday. So, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Peace.